0: Turn on your radio. I know we had some words last time, but that was so long ago. I got your message. It was a little harsh, you know. It's still a little hard for me to hear. Please take it slow. Welcome to Starship SOFA, part of the District of Wonders network, featuring tales to terrify and far fetched fables. I Everyone has a story in the District of Wonders. Come and find yours.
1: This is the Starship Sova. Everybody welcome, hello and welcome to show 572. I am your host, Tony C. Smith. Hello everyone, I hope everyone is fine and dandy. Yes, well, we've got some fantastic news today as well. Oh, yes, indeedy. Oh, what's that off? Oh, yes, indeedy. I'm sure it's it's obviously Red Dwarf. I've been watching back-to-back episodes, man. Are you doing anything in there? Yes, love. Anyway, before that, before the news... Perion is exactly, I got exactly the same, this is must be the fourth week in a row, 437. We haven't had no sign-ups, mind, no sign-ups at all, but anyways, whatever, we've got a great story today, <gasps> Saving Tiamat, which was originally published in New Space Opera, yes, so before we get into the main fiction, heads up. The District of Wonders is proud to present our first new or our second new serial audio book. Yes, the Martian Sphinx, which is a novel by John Brunner, no doubt, and it came out for Perion. For if you're on the kind of ten pound tier, it is there now. The whole lot you can just go down and kind of gobble it all up. It will start going out in its serial format from the first of March. That is for the £5 tier on Patreon. So there you go. And our very own Amy H. Sturgis is the host, is the host over there as well. She'll guide you through each episode. And the fantastic voice of Drew Sebastini is the narrator for this novel, and Drew, you can hear Drew. Who is Drew? Sh- I-, I hear you ask. Drew is the host now of Tales to Terrify. Yeah, he's got some chops on him, he certainly has. So if you want to get into this kind of good old classic science fiction, John Burr is one of the ones myself and Kieran did. I think it was episode three, you know what I mean? That's where, kind of, because Kieran was the kind of a fictionado of science fiction. That's what, you know, we, we started with Besta, and Brunner there was number three, so that's how high in esteem Kieran held him. Do you know what I mean? A great writer who sadly passed far too early. I think he died in, is that right? Am I thinking? In a science fiction convention in Scotland, I do believe. So there you go. That is the good news. 1st of March, if you want to pop over to Perion, see if we can get a crank up a little bit there. £5 will get you this in serial format. £10 now, will you just have it. It's all there. All the episodes are there, all just lining up waiting for this fantastic story by Mr John Brunner. So, let's get back into the main fiction. Saving Tiamat by Gwyneth Jones. Give me a heads up about Gwyneth. Gwyneth Jones is a writer and critic of genre fiction. She has won the Tripti Award, Two World Fantasy Awards, the Arthur C. Clarke Award, the British Science Fiction Association Short Story Award, the Dracula Society's Children of the Night Award, the P.K. Dick Award and the S. R. S.F. a Pilgrim Award for Lifetime Achievement in Science Fiction Criticism. She also writes for teenagers, usually as Anne Hallam. She lives in Brighton, UK with a husband and two cats called Ginger and Milo, curating assorted pond life in season. This story is narrated by Abra Staffan Webby. Abra loves dark science fiction, cheerful horror and futuristic tales. Dozens of her short stories have appeared in publications including Tor.com, Escape Hub and Odyssey magazine. She lives in Minneapolis where she wrangles children, pets and the mad scientist she keeps in the attic. When not writing or wrangling, she collects folk tales and photographs wherever she stands still long enough to allow it. So, this Starship Suva is
2: very proud to present... Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I had reached the station in the depth of left Spiranza's night. I had not slept. Fogged in the confabulation of the transit, I groped through the crushing eons to my favorite breakfast kiosk unsure if the soaring concourse outside Parliament was ceramic and carbon, or a metaphor, a cloudy internal warning. Now, what was the message in the mirror? Something pitiless, some blank-eyed, slow-thinking, long-grinned crocodile. Deborah, it was my partner. Don't do that, I moaned. The crocodile in the mirror shattered and the concourse lost its freight of hyperdetermined meaning, too suddenly for comfort. Don't you know you should never startle a sleepwalker? He grinned. He knew when I'd arrived in the state I was likely to be in. I hadn't met Pele Leonidas Isa Kinatoa in the flesh before, but we'd worked together. We liked each other. ay yi, yi. so good you can't bear to lose it? Of course not. Only innocent, beautiful souls have sweet dreams. He touched my cheek, collecting a teardrop I hadn't realized I was crying. You should use the dream time, Deborah. There must be some game you want to play. I've tried. It's worse. If I don't take my punishment, I'm sick for days. The intimacy of his gesture, skin on skin, was an invitation and a promise. It made me smile. We walked into the Parliament building together, buoyant in the knocked-down gravity that I love, although I know it's bad for you. In the foyer, we met the rest of the company, identified by the diaspora Parliament's latest adventure in biometrics, the aura tag. To our vision, the key-on working party was striated orange-yellow, nice cheerful implications, nothing too deep. The pervasive systems were seeing a lot more, but that didn't bother Pele or me. We had no secrets from Speranza. The Keon problem had been a matter of concern since their world had been discovered by a Balas prospector and joined the minuscule roster of populated planets linked by instantaneous transit. Questions had been raised then over the grave social imbalance. The tiny international ruling caste, the exploited masses. But neither the key nor the on would accept arbitration. Why the hell should they? The non-interference lobby is the weakest faction in the chamber. Leave them in quarantine until they're civilized, was not seriously considered. Inevitably, around 30 local years after first contact, the key had risen against their overlords as often in the past. And inevitably, this time they had modern weapons. The Key had not succeeded in wiping out the On, but the war had pretty much rendered the shared planet uninhabitable. We were here to negotiate a rescue package. We'd done the damage. We had to fix it. That was the DP's line. The Key and the On, no doubt had their own ideas as to what was going on. They were new to the interstellar diaspora, not to politics. But they were both here, at least. So that seemed hopeful. The five key Federation delegates were unremarkable. They conformed to the numinal biped body plan that unites the diaspora. Three wore ballast business suits in shades of brown. Two were in gray military uniform. The young co-leaders of the on were better dressed, and one of the two, in particular, was much better looking. Whatever you believe about the origins of the diaspora, Strong theory, weak theory, something in between. It's strange how many measures of beauty are common to us all. He was tall, past two meters. He had large eyes, a mane of rich brown head hair, an open, strong boned face, poreless bronze skin, and a glorious smile. He would be my charge. His co-leader, the subordinate partner, slight and small, almost as dowdy as the key, would be Pele's. They were codenamed Bale and Tiamat, the names I will use in this account. The designations key and on are also names, of course. We moved off to a briefing room. Josette Moricherry, one of the blue permanent secretaries, made introductory remarks. A Greenbelt colonel, Shmaz give a talk on station security. A slightly less high-ranking DP administrator got down to basics. Standard time conventions, shopping allowances, access to the elevators, restricted areas, housekeeping. Those who hadn't provided their own breakfast raided the culturally neutral trolley. I sipped mocha Colombian, took my carbs in the form of a crisp cherry jam tartine, and let the day's agenda wash over me as I reviewed what I knew about Bale and Tiamat. They were not related by blood, except in the sense that the on gene pool was very restricted, showing signs of other population crashes in the past. They were not married, either, in the sense of an emotional tie. The key and the on seemed to be sexually dimorphic on the blue model, though they could yet surprise us, and they liked opposite-sex partnerships, but they did not marry. Tiamat's family had been swift to embrace the changes. She'd been educated on Bala's Shet. Bale had left Kion for the first time when war broke out. They'd lost family members, and they'd certainly seen the horrific transmission smuggled off Kion before the end. Yet here they were, with the genocidal key, thrown together, suddenly appointed the rulers of their shattered planetary nation, and bound to each other for life. Tiamat looked as if she was feeling the strain. She sat with her eyes lowered, drawn in on herself, her body occupying the minimum of space. Beside her, Bale devoured a culturally neutral donut, elbows sprawled with a child's calm greed. I wondered how much my alien perception of a timid young woman and a big, bold young man was distorting my view. I wondered how all that fine physicality translated into mind. Who are you, Bale? How will it feel to know you? From the meeting we proceeded to a DP reception and lunch, and from thence to a concert in the Nebula Immersion Chamber, a Blue Planet Symphony Orchestra on a virtual tour, the Diaspora Chorus in the flesh singing a famous mask, a solemn dance-drama troupe bi-locating from New Enden. Pele and I, humble social support officers, were in the background for these events. But the An had grasped that we were their advocates, as was proved when they pounced on us eagerly after the concert. They wanted to meet the nice, quiet people with the pretty, curly faces. They spoke English, language of diplomacy, and displacement, but they'd both taken the express neurotech route to fluency. We had trouble pinning this request down. It turned out they were asking to be introduced to a bowl of orchids. Appearances can be deceptive. These two young people were neither calm nor cowed. They had been born in a medieval world and swept away from home to the safety of a rich neighbor's house. All they knew of the interstellar age was the inside of a transit lounge. The key problem they knew only too well. Speranza was a thrilling bombardment. To much laughter, they laughed like blue teenagers to cover embarrassment, we explained that they would not be meeting any bizarre life-forms. No tentacles, no petals, no intelligent gas clouds here. Not yet. You have to look after us, cried Bale. He grabbed my arm, softly, but I felt the power. Save us from making fools of ourselves, dear Deborah and Pele. Tiamat stood back a pace, hiding her giggles behind her hand. The last event scheduled on that first day was a live transmission walkabout from the Key Refugee Camp in the customized shelter sector. Some of us had expressed doubts about this stunt in the planning stages. If anything went wrong, it'd sour the whole negotiation. But the Key and the On leaders were both keen, and the historic gesture was something the public back on our homeworlds would understand, which, in the end, had decided the question. The Diaspora Parliament had to fight for planet-side attention. We couldn't pass up an opportunity. At the gates of the CSS, deep in Spiranza's hollow heart, there was a delay. The Customized Shelter Police wanted us in armored glass tops. They felt that if we needed a walkabout, we could fake it. Pele chatted with Tiamat, stooping from his lean black height to catch her soft voice. Bale stared at the banners on the two display screens. The Keon understood flags. We hadn't taught them that concept. Green and gold quarters for the key. A center section cross-hatched with the emblems of all their little nations. Purple tracery on vivid bronze for the on. Poor kid, I thought. It's not a magic gateway to your lost home. Don't get your hopes up. That's the door to a cage in a conservation zoo. He noticed my attention and showed his white teeth. Are there other people living in exile on this floor? I nodded. Yes, but mostly they're old spacers who can't return to full gravity, or else failed colonist communities likewise. People who've tried to settle on empty moons and planets and been defeated by the conditions. There are no other populated planet exiles. It hasn't been, uh, necessary. We are a first for you. I wondered if that was ironic. If he were capable of irony. A compromise was reached. We entered on foot, with the glass tops and CSP-closed cars trailing behind. The key domain wasn't bad for a displaced person's camp wrapped in the bleak embrace of a giant space station. Between the living space capsule towers, the refugees could glimpse their own shade of sky and a facsimile of their primary sun, with its partner, the blue-rayed Daystar. They had sanitation, hygiene, regular meals, leisure facilities, even employment. We stopped at an adult retraining center. We briefly inspected a hydroponic farm. We visited a kindergarten, where the teaching staff told us, and the flying cams, how all the nations of the key were gathered here in harmony, learning to be good diaspora citizens. The children stared at Bale and Tiamat. They'd probably been born in the camp, and certainly never seen an on in the flesh before. Bale fidgeted, seeming indignant under their scrutiny. Tiamat stared back with equal curiosity. I saw her reach a tentative hand through the shielding as if to touch a key child, but she thought better of it. After the classroom tour, there was a reception, with speeches, dance, and choral singing. Key community leaders and the on An couple didn't literally shake hands, but the gesture was accomplished. Here the live trans ended, and most of our party stayed behind. The on An pair and the key delegates went on alone, with a police escort, for private visit to Hopes and Dreams Park, a facsimile of one of the sacred groves, as near as the term translates, central to Keon's spirituality. Pele and I went with them. The enclave of woodland was artfully designed. The trees were like self-supporting kelp, leathery succulents. Lignin is only native to the Blue Planet, but they were tall and planted close enough to block all sight of the packed towers. Their sheets of foliage made a honeyed shade. We seemed alone in a gently managed wilderness. The key and the on kept their distance from each other now that the cams weren't in sight. The police moved outward to maintain a cordon around the group, and I began to feel uneasy. I should have been paying attention instead of savoring my breakfast. I had not grasped that Hope and Dreams Park would be like this. I kept hearing voices, seeing flitting shadows, although the park area was supposed to have been cleared. I'd mentioned the weak shielding. I hoped it had been fixed. Are religious ceremonies held here? I asked Tiamat. She drew back her head, the gesture for no. Most can have not followed religion for a long time. It's just a place sacred to ourselves, to nature. But it's fine for the shelter police and Pele and I to be with you. You are advocates. We entered a clearing dotted with thickets. At our feet, smaller plants had the character of woodland turf, starred with bronze and purple flowers. Above us, the primary sun dipped toward its false horizon, lighting the blood-red veins in the foliage. The blue day star had set. Bale and Tiamat were walking together. I heard him whisper in the On language, Now it's our time. And those are the lucky ones muttered one of the key delegates to me, her English mediated by a throat-mic processor. No expensive neurotech fluency for her. Anyone who reached Speranza had contacts, money. Many millions of our people are trying to survive on a flayed, poisoned bomb site. And whose fault is that? I nodded vaguely. It was not my place to take sides. Something flew by me, big and solid. "'Astonished, I realized it had been Bale. "'He had moved so fast, it was so totally unexpected. "'He had plunged right through the cordon of armed police, through the shield. "'He was gone, vanished. "'I leapt in pursuit at once, yelling, "'Hold your fire!' "'I was flung back, thrown down into zinging stars and blackness. "'The shield had been strengthened, but not enough. "'Shelter police, bending over me, cried, "'What happened, ma'am? Are you hit?' My conviction that we had company in here fused into certainty. Oh, God! Get after him! After him! I ran with the police. Pele stayed with Tiamat and the key. On our shared frequency, I heard him alerting Colonel Shamaz. We cast to and fro through the twilight wood, held together by the invisible strands and globules of our shield, taunted by rustles of movement, the CSP muttering to each other about refugee assassins, homemade weapons. But the young leader of the on was unharmed when, having followed the sounds of a scuffle and a terrified cry, we found him, crouched in his sleek tailoring over his prey. Dark blood trickled from the victim's nostrils, high placed in a narrow face. Dark eyes were open, fixed, and wide. I remembered the children in that school staring up in disbelief at the ogres. Bill rose, wiping his mouth with the back of his hand. "'What are you looking at?' he inquired haughtily, in his neighbor's language. The rest of our party had caught up. He was speaking to the key. "'What did you expect? You know who I am.' Tiamat fell to her knees with a wail of despair, pressing both hands to either side of her head. "'He has a right. Key territory is on territory. He has a right to behave as if we were at home, and the others knew it, don't you see?' They knew! The CSP officer yelled something inexcusable and lunged at the killer. Pele grabbed him by the shoulders and hauled him back, talking urgent sense. The key said nothing, but I thought Tiamat was right. They'd known what the Diaspora's pet monster would do in here, and he hadn't let them down. Perfectly unconcerned, Bale stood guard over the body until Colonel Hagen arrived with the closed cars. Then he picked it up and slung it over his shoulder. I traveled with him and his booty, and the protection of four green belts, to the elevator. Another blacked-out car waited for us on Parliament level. What a nightmare journey! We delivered him to the service entrance of his suite in the sensitive visitor's facility, I saw him drop the body insouciantly into the arms of one of his aides, a domestic, lesser specimen of those rare and dangerous animals, the on. The soldiers looked at each other, looked at me. You'd better stay, I said, and get yourselves reinforced. There might be reprisals planned. Bale's tawny eyes in my mind, challenging me, trusting me. The debriefing was in closed session, although there would be a transcript on record. It took a painful long time, but we managed to exonerate everyone. Including Bale. Mistakes had been made, signals had been misread. We knew the facts of the Keon problem. We had only the most rudimentary grasp of the cultures involved. Bale and Tiamat had made no further comment. The Key, who were not present at the debriefing, had presented a swift deposition. They wanted the incident treated with utmost discretion. They did not see it as a bar to negotiation. The Balaschet party argued that Bale's kill had been unique, an extraordinary ritual that we had to sanction. And we knew this was nonsense, but it was the best we could do. One of our green belts, struck by the place in the report where Tiamat exclaims, the others knew it, came up with the idea that the young Key had been a form of suicide bomber, sacrificing his life in the hope of wrecking the peace talks. Investigation of the dead boy and his contacts would now commence. Thank funks it didn't happen on the live transmission, cried Shamaz, the old soldier, getting his priorities right. It was very late before Pele and I got away. We spent the rest of the night together, hiding in the tenderness of the blue planet where war is shameful and murder is an aberration, where kindness is common and in almost every language strangers are greeted with love. "'Dear, pet, darling, sister, brother, cousin, and nobody even wonders why. "'What an unexpected distinction, we who thought we were such ruthless villains, such fallen angels. "'We're turning into the care-assistant cast for the whole function galaxy,' moaned Pele. kekacho The Parliament session was well attended many tears packed with bi-locators, more than the usual scatter of members present in the flesh and damn the expense. I surveyed the chamber with distaste. They all wanted to make their speeches on the Keon crisis. But they knew nothing. The freedom of the press fades and dies at interstellar distances, where everything has to be couriered and there's no such thing as evading official censorship. They'd heard about the genocide, about the wicked but romantic On, the ruined world, and the rescue plans. They had no idea exactly what had driven the key to such desperation, and they weren't going to find out from us. All the diaspora Parliament knew was spin. And the traditional key, the people we were dealing with, were collusive. They didn't like being killed and eaten by their aristos, but for outsiders to find out the truth? would be a far worse evil, a disgusting, gross exposure. After all, it was only the poor, the weak-minded, and the disadvantaged who ended up on a plate. Across from the visitor's gallery, level with my eyes, hung the great diaspora banner. The populated worlds turned sedately, beautifully scanned and insanely close together, like one of those ancient distorted projections of the landmasses of the blue. The real distance between the Blue System and Newendon, our nearest neighbor, was 26,000 light-years. The location of the inscrutable Aleutian's homeworld was a mystery. Between the Nuenden and the Ballast Shet, it was 1,500 light-years. How would you represent that spatial relationship in any realistic way? Why do they say it all aloud? asked Bale, idly. He was beside me, of course. He was glad to have me there and kept letting me know it, a confiding pressure against my shoulder, a warm glance from those tawny eyes. He took my complete silence about the incident in Hopes and Dreams Park for understanding. A DP social support officer never shows hostility. Isn't your IT button working? The MPs tended to speak in their various native languages, and the instantaneous translation in here had a mind of its own. It works well enough, but everything they say is just repeating the documents on this desk. It was the same in our briefing yesterday. I noticed that. You read English? Oh, yes. Reading and writing have to be learned. There is no quick neurofix. Casually, with a glint of that startling irony, he dismissed his skill. I was taught at home, but I don't bother. I have people who understand all this for me. It's called oratory, I said, and rhetoric. Modulated speech is used to stir people's emotions, to cloud the facts and influence the vote. Bale screwed up his handsome face in disapproval. That's distasteful. Also, it's tradition. It's just the way we do things. Ah! I sighed and sent a message to Pele on our eye socket link. Change partners? Do you want to reassign? Came his swift response. He was worrying about me. He wanted to protect me from the trauma of being with Bale, which was a needle under my skin. I liked Pele very much, but I preferred to treat the Diaspora Parliament as a no-ties singles bar. No, I answered, just for an hour after this. Getting close to Tiamat was easy. After the session, the four of us went down to the foyer, where Bale was quickly surrounded by a crowd of high-powered admirers. They swept him off somewhere with Pele in attendance. Tiamat and I were left bobbing in the wake, ignored, a little lost. Shall we have coffee, Deborah? She suggested with dignity. I love coffee, but not the kind that comes on those trolleys. I took her to my kiosk, and we found a table. I was impressed by the way she handled the slights of her position. There goes Bale, surrounded by the mighty, while his partner is reduced to having coffee with a minder. It was a galling role to have to play in public. I had intended to lead up to the topic on my mind gently, but she forestalled me. You must be horrified by what happened yesterday. No hostility. A little horrified, I admit. I affected to hesitate. The Balas say that what Bale did was a ritual, confirming his position as leader, and the key expected it. They may even have arranged for the victim to be available, and it won't happen again. Are they right? She sipped her cappuccino. Bale doesn't believe he did anything wrong, she answered carefully, giving nothing away. I remembered her cry of despair. But what do you think? I can speak frankly? You can say anything. We may seem to be in public, but nothing you say to me, or that I say to you, can be heard by anyone else. Speranza is a very clever place. Yes, it is, and as you know, though the system itself will have a record, as your social support officer, I may not reveal anything that you ask me to keep to myself. She gave me eye contact then, very deliberately. I realized I'd never seen her look at anyone in the eye before. The color of her irises was a subtle, lilac-starred gray. Before I left home, when I was a child, I ate meat. I hadn't killed it, but I knew where it came from. But I have never killed Deborah, and now I don't believe I ever will. She looked out at the passing crowd, the surroundings that must be so punishingly strange to her. My mother said we should close ourselves off to the past and open ourselves to the future, so she sent me away, when I was six years old, to live on another world. That sounds very young to me. I was young. I still had my milk teeth. I'm not like Bale because I've been brought up differently. If I were in his place, things would be better for the others. I truly believe that. She meant the key, the prey nations. But I know what has to be done for Kian. I want this rescue package to work. Bale is the one who will make it happen, and I support him in every way. She smiled, close-lipped. No flash of sharp white, but I saw the poised steel in her, hidden by ingrained self-suppression. And she changed the subject with composure. Unexpected boldness. Unexpected finesse. Deborah, is it true that blue people have secret superpowers? I laughed, shaking my head. I'm afraid not. No talking flowers here. Pele tried to get the DP software to change our codenames. He maintained that Bale and Tiamat were not even from the same mythology, and if we were going to invoke blue gods, those two should be Aztecs. Weiwei Teotl, ripping the living heart from his victims. The bots refused. They said they didn't care if they were mixing their mysticisms. Codenames were devised to avoid accidental offense until the system had assimilated a new user language. Bale and Tiamat were perfectly adequate, and Mesoamerican names had too many similar characters. I had dinner with Bale in the sensitive visitor facility. He was charming company, we ate vegetarian fusion cuisine, and I tried not to think about the butchered meat in the kitchen of his suite. On the other side of the room, bull-shouldered Colonel Hagen ate alone, glancing at us covertly with small, sad eyes from between the folds of his slaty hide. Shamaz had been hard hit by what had happened in the Hopes and Dreams Park. But his orange and yellow aura tag was still bright, and I knew mine was, too. By the ruthless measures of interstellar diplomacy, everything was still going well, set for success. If things had been different, I might have joined Pele again when I was finally off duty. As it was, I retired to my room, switched all the decor, including ceiling and floor, to starry void— mixed myself a kicking neurochemical cocktail and applied the popper to my throat. Eyedrops are faster, but I wanted the delay. I wanted to feel myself coming apart. Surrounded by directionless immensity, I sipped chilled water, brooding. How can a people have world government? Space flight, industrialization, numinal intelligence, and yet the ruling caste are still killing and eating the peasants. How can they do that when practically everyone on Kion admits they are a single species, differently adapted, and they knew that before we told them? How can we be back here, the great powers and their grisly parasites, making the same moves, the same old mistakes, the same old hateful compromises that our singularity was supposed to cure forever? Why is moral development so difficult? Why are predators charismatic? The knots in my frontal lobes were combed out by airy fingers. I fell into the sea of possibilities. I went to the place of terror and joy that no one understands unless they have been there. I asked my question, and I didn't get an answer. You never get an answer. Yet, when I came back to the shallows again, when I laid myself exhausted on this dark and confused shore, I knew what I was going to do. I had seen it. But there always has to be an emotional reason. I'd known about Bale before I arrived. I'd known that he would hunt and kill Weakling Key, as was his traditional right. And I'd been undecided. It was Tiamat who made the difference. I'd met her, skin on skin, as we say. I knew what the briefing had not been able to tell me. She was no cipher, superficially civilized by her education. She was suppressed. I had heard that cry of despair and anger when she saw what Bale had done. I had talked to her. I knew she had strength and cunning, as well as good intentions, a latent dominance, the will and ability to be a leader. I saw Bale's look of challenge and trust, even now. But Tiamat deserved saving. And I would save her. The talks went on. Morale was low on the DP side because the refugee camp incident had shown us where we stood. But the key delegates were happy, insanely, infuriatingly. The traditional diet of the On was something they refused to discuss, and they were going to get their planet rebuilt anyway. The young On leaders spent very little time at the conference table. Bale was indifferent. He had people to understand these things for him. Tiamat could not be present without him. This caused a rift. Their aides, the only other on around, were restricted to the SV facility suites. We care assistants may be crazy, but we're not entirely stupid. Pele and I were fully occupied, making sure our separate charges weren't left moping alone. Pele took Tiamat shopping and visiting museums, virtual and actual. I found that Bale loved to roam, just as I do myself, and took him exploring the lesser-known sites. We talked about his background. Allegedly, he'd given up a promising career in the space marines to take on the leadership. When I'd assured myself that his pilot skills were real, he wasn't just a toy soldier Aristo. I finally took him on the long float through the permanent umbilical to write Speranza. We had to suit up on the other end. What's this? demanded bail, grinning. Are we going outside? You'll see. It's an excursion I thought you'd enjoy. The suits were programmable. I watched him set one up for his size and bulk and knew he was fine. But I put him through the routines to make sure. Then I took him into the vasty open cavern of the DP's missile repository, which we crossed like flies in a cathedral, hooking our tethers to the girders. "'drifting over the ranked silos of deep-space interceptors, "'the giant housing of particle cannons. "'All of it obsolete, "'like castle walls in the age of heavy artillery. "'But it looks convincing on the manifest, and who knows? "'Modern armies have been destroyed by Zulu spears. "'It never pays to ignore the conventional weapons.' "'Is this a weapons bay?' exclaimed the monster, "'scandalized on suit radio. "'Of course.' said I. Spiranza can defend herself if she has to. I led us into a smaller hangar, threw a lock on the cavern wall, and filled it with air and pressure and lights. We were completely alone. Left spiranza is a natural object, a hollowed asteroid. Right is artificial, and it's a dangerous place for numinal bipeds. The proximity of the torus can have unpredictable and bizarre effects. Not to mention the tissue frying radiation that washes through at random intervals. But we would be fine for a short while. We fixed tethers, opened our faceplates, and hunkered down, gecko padded boot soles clinging to the arbitrary floor. I thought you were angels, he remarked shyly. The weapons, all of that, it, it seems beneath you. Doesn't your code name, Deborah, mean an angel? Aren't you all messengers come to us from the mighty void? Mighty Void was a Balas Shet term meaning something like God. No, I'm not an angel. Deborah was a judge in Israel. I'm just human, Baal. I'm a person with numinal consciousness, the same kind of being as you are, like all the Kion. I could see that the harsh environment of right Spiranza moved him, as it did me. There was a mysterious peace and truth in being here, in the cold, dark, breathing, borrowed air. He was pondering, open and serious. Deborah, do you believe in the diaspora? I believe in the weak theory, I said. I don't believe we're all descended from the same blue planet Hominid, the mysterious original starfarers, precursors of Homo sapiens. I think we're the same because we grew up under the same constraints. Time, gravity, hydrogen bonds, the nature of water, the nature of carbon... But instantaneous transit was invented on the blue planet, he countered, unwilling to lose his romantic vision. Only the prototype. It took hundreds of years and a lot of outside help before we had anything like viable interstellar travel. Bale had other people to understand the technology for him. He was building castles in the air, dreaming of his future. Does everyone on the blue speak English? Not at all. They mostly speak a language called Putonghua, which means common speech, as if they were the only people in the galaxy. Blues are as insular as the Kian, believe me, when they're at home. When you work for the DP, you change your ideas. It happens to everyone. I'm still an Englishwoman, and Mignano Pele is still a man of Ecuador. I know, he broke in eagerly. I felt that. I like that in you. But we skipped the middle term. The world government of our single planet doesn't mean the same as it did. I grinned at him. Hey, I didn't bring you here for a lecture. This is what I wanted to show you. See the pods? He looked around us, slowly, with a connoisseur's eye. He could see what the pods were. They were Aleutian-built, the revolutionary leap forward, vehicles that could pass through the mind-matter barrier. An end to those dreary transit lounges, true star flight, the grail, and only the Aleutians knew how it was done. Like to take one out for a spin? You're kidding, cried Bale, his eyes alight. No, I'm not. We'll take a two-man pod. How about it? He saw that I was serious, which gave him pause. How can we? The systems won't allow it. This hangar has to be under military security. I am military security, Bale. So is Pele. What did you think we were, kindergarten teachers? Trust me, I have access, there'll be no questions asked. He laughed. He knew there was something strange going on, but he didn't care. He trusted me. I glimpsed myself as a substitute for Tiamat, glimpsed the relationship he should have had with his partner. Not sexual, but predation-based, a playful tussle, sparring partners. But Tiamat wasn't cut out to be a sidekick. We took a pod. Once we were inside, I sealed us off from Spiranza, and we lay side by side in the couches, two narrow beds in a torpedo shell. An interstellar sports car, how right for this lordly boy. I checked his hookups and secured my own. Where are we going? Oh, just around the block. His vital signs were in my eyes, his whole being was quivering in excitement, and I was glad. The lids closed. We were translated into code. We and our pod were injected into the torus in the form of a triple stream of pure information divided and shooting around the ring to meet itself and collide. I sat up in a lucent gloom. The other bed seal opened and Bale sat up beside me. We were both still suited with open faceplates. Our beds shaped themselves into pilot and co-pilot couches, and we faced what seemed an unmediated view of the deep space outside. Bulwarks and banks of glittering instruments carved up the panorama. I saw Bale's glance flash over the panels greedily, longing to be piloting this little ship for real. Then he saw the yellow primary, a white hole in black absence, and its brilliant distant partner. He saw the pinpricks of other formations that meant nothing much to me, and he knew where I had brought him. We could not see the planet. It was entirely dark from this view. But in our foreground, the massive beams of space-to-space lasers were playing, shepherding plasma particles into a shell that would hold the recovering atmosphere in place. To say that Keon had been flayed alive was no metaphor. The people still living on the surface were in some kind of hell, but it could be saved. None of the machinery's material... I said, in any normal sense. It was couriered here as information in the living minds of the people who are now on station. We can't see them, but they're around, in pods like this one. It will all disintegrate when the skin of your world is whole again and doesn't need to be held in place. The Keon don't cry, but I was so close to him in the place where we were that I felt his tears. Why are you doing this? he whispered. You must be angels, or why are you saving us? What have we done to deserve this? The usual reasons, I said. Market forces, political leverage, power play. I don't believe you. Then I don't know what to tell you, Bale. Except that the key and the on have numinal consciousness. You are like us, and we have so few brothers and sisters. Once we'd found you, we couldn't bear to lose you. I let him gaze for a long moment without duration. I wanted you to see this. I stepped out of my pilot's couch and stood braced, one hand gecko-padded to the inner shell, while I used the instruments to set the pod to self-destruct. The eject beacon started up, direct cortical warning that my mind read as a screaming siren. Now I'm going back to Speranza. But you're not. The fine young cannibal took a moment to react. The pupils in his tawny eyes widened amazingly when he found that he was paralyzed and his capsule couldn't close. Is this a dream? Not quite. It's a confabulation. It's what happens when you stay conscious in transit. The mind invents a stream of environments, events. The restoration of Kion is real, Bale. It will happen. We can see it now because we're in non-duration. We're experiencing the simultaneity... In reality, if that makes any sense, language hates these situations. We are still zipping around the Taurus. But when the confabulation breaks up, you'll still be in deep space and about to die. I did not need to tell him why I was doing this. He was no fool. He knew why he had to go. But his mind was still working, fighting. Spiranze is a four space mapped environment. You can't do this and go back alone. The system knows you are with me. Every moment, the record can't be changed. No way without the tampering leaving a trace. True. Except that I am one of those rare people who can change the information. I can make a different story true. You've heard fairy tales about us, the blues who have superpowers. I'm not an angel, Bale. Actually, it's a capital crime to be what I am, where I come from although I can't help the strange ways the mind-matter barrier affects me. But Speranza understands me. Speranza uses me. Ah, he cried, I knew it, I felt it, we are the same. Next thing I knew, I was in my room, alone. Earlier in the day, Bale had claimed he needed a nap. After a couple of hours, I'd become suspicious, checked for his signs, and found him missing, gone from the SV facility screen. I'd been trying to trace him when Wright Spiranza had detected a pod with the on-leader on board firing up. The system had warned him to desist. Bale had carried on and paid a high price for his attempted joyride. The injection had failed, and both Bale and one fabulous Aleutian-built pod had been annihilated. Remembering this much gave me an appalling headache, the same aching awfulness I imagine werewolf shapeshifters. I know of one or two, feel in their muscle and bone. I couldn't build the bridge at all, no notion how I'd connected between this reality and the former version. I could have stepped from the dying pod straight through the wall of this pleasant, modest living space. But it didn't matter. I would find out, and Deborah would have been behaving like Deborah. Pele came knocking. I let him in and we commiserated, both of us in shock. We're advocates, not enforcers. There's very little we can do if a sensitive visitor is really determined to go AWOL. We'd done all the right things, short of using undue force, and so had Speranza. When we'd broken the privilege locks, Bale's room record had shown that he'd been spying out how to get access to one of those Aleutian pods. It was just too bad that he'd succeeded, and that he'd had enough skill to get himself killed. Don't feel responsible, said Pele it's not your fault. Nobody thinks that. Don't be so sad. Always so sad, Deborah. It's not good for the brain. You should take a break. Then he started telling me that, frankly, nobody would regret bail. By on-law, Tiamat could now rule alone. And if she took a partner, we could trust her not to choose another bloodthirsty atavist. I soon stopped him. I huddled there in pain, my friend holding my hand, seeing only the beautiful one, his tawny eyes at the last, his challenge and his trust, mourning my victim. I'm a melancholy assassin. I did not sleep. In the gray calm of Left Spiranza's early hours before the breakfast kiosks were awake, I took the elevator to the customized shelter sector, checked in with the CSP, and made my way, between the silent capsule towers, to Hopes and Dreams Park. I was disappointed that there were no refugees about. It would have been nice to see key children playing fearlessly. Key oldsters picking herbs from their window boxes instead of being boiled down for soup themselves. The gates of the sacred grove were open, so I just walked in. There was a memorial service. Strictly no outsiders, but I'd had a personal message from Tiamat saying I would be welcome. I didn't particularly want to meet her again. I'm a superstitious assassin. I felt she would somehow know what I had done for her. I thought I would keep to the back of whatever gathering I found while I made my own farewell. The day star's rays had cleared the false horizon. The sun was a rumor of gold between the trees. I heard laughter and a cry. I walked into the clearing and saw Tiamat. She'd just made the kill. I saw her toss the small body down, drop to her haunches, and take a ritual bite of raw flesh. I saw the blood on her mouth. The key looked on, keeping their distance in a solemn little cluster. Tiamat, transformed, splendid in her power, proud of her deed, looked up straight at me. I don't know what she expected. Did she think I would be glad for her? Did she want me to know how I'd been fooled? Certainly she knew she had nothing to fear. She was only doing the same as Bale had done, and the DP had made no protest over his kill. I shouted like an idiot, "'Hey, stop that!' and the whole group scattered. They vanished into the foliage, taking the body with them. I said nothing to anyone. I had not, in fact, foreseen that Tiamat would become a killer— I'd seen a talented young woman who would blossom if the unfairly favored young man was removed. I hadn't realized that a dominant on would behave like a dominant on, irrespective of biological sex. But I was sure my employers had grasped the situation. And that it didn't matter. The long-gone, harsh symbiosis between the on and the key, which they preserved in their rights of kingship, was not the problem. It was the modern version, the mass market and key meat, the intensive farms and the factories. Tiamat would help us to get rid of those. She was ambitious. She would embrace the new in public, whatever she believed in private. And the fate of the key would change. The news of Bale's death had been couriered to Keon and to the homeworlds by the time I took my transit back to the Blue. We'd started getting reactions, all fairly positive, so to speak. Of course there would be persistent rumors that the key had somehow arranged Bale's demise, but there was no harm in that. In certain situations, assassination works, as long as it is secret, or at least misattributed. It's a far more benign tool than most alternatives, and a lot faster. I had signed off at the social support office. I'd managed to avoid goodbyes. Just before I went through to the lounge, I realized I hadn't had my aura tag taken off. I had to go back and go through another blessed gate, and Pele caught me. Take the dream time, he insisted, holding me tight. Play some silly game, go skydiving from Angel Falls. Please, Deborah. don't be conscious. You worry me. I wondered if he suspected what I really did for a living. Maybe so, but he couldn't possibly understand. I'll think about it, I assured him, and kissed him goodbye. I gave the idea of the soft option serious thought for ten paces, passed into the lounge, and found my narrow bed. I lay down there, beside my fine young cannibal, the boy who had known me for what I was, his innocent eyes. I lay down with them all, and with the searing terrors they bring, all my dead remembered. I needed to launder my soul.
1: And there you go. Big thank you to Gwyneth. Gwyneth, it's lovely to have you back on the show there. Thank you so much. I hope you're all well. And Abra, thank you so much. What a voice. What a lovely voice. Absolutely fantastic. That is today's show. Yes, I do hope you will, you know, come back and stick around and enjoy the next one. I was just checking the dates there. I'm all right, don't worry. Jim is next week. Science News is next week. So, come on, pop on, over. So, if you want to take out those Perion pledges, I am w- waiting at the door. I'm standing here now with me little bucket. Please pop over. Until next week, just like you say, Good night from me.
0: This presentation has been brought to you by the District of Wonders Network. Dedicated to podcasting the finest genre fiction. You can learn more about the District of Wonders and their many literary productions at their website, www.districtofwonders.com. Thank you for listening. I don't get much I've barely left the ground. I'm tuning in your transmissions. I'm to the moon But the work is going slowly Won't get to you anytime soon Can you reach me? Is my signal getting through? Turn on your radio, I wanna talk to you This signal's going light speed By the time I get my say so far from here and at best i move slow so I'm waiting on your call at home with nowhere to go can you reach me is my signal getting through Turn on your radio I want to talk to you I want to talk Rocket ships, I need only the will to fly. I'm still building word by word, and I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there. I'll I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there by.